the international window for June has completed, and that means that we can talk about who we want to take to the Qatar World Cup later this winter and talk about our 26-man roster for the U.S. men's national team. Which players barely make the cut and which players do we unfortunately have to omit? We get into all of this. Definitely leave a, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you guys enjoy the show. We've gotten a big influx of listeners recently, so if you're new here, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for stopping by, and we definitely appreciate, if you enjoy the show, uh, a rating. So, yeah, hope you guys like this episode. Hello and welcome back to another deep dive episode of The Final Third. My name is Jack. I'm a fan of Chelsea, Minnesota United, uh, Atalanta, Minnesota Aurora, and the U.S. and French national teams. And I'm joined here today with AJ. Yes, I am AJ Spiro, one of the co-hosts, a fan of Minnesota United, which I absolutely do not want to talk about. West Ham United, and I do want to talk about because uh, Aguard, Aguard is here. And he's sick, very excited. And the U.S. national team, a team that I do want to talk about and we will be talking about. Because, Jack, what is the topic of today's deep dive episode? Well, today we are talking entirely about the World Cup, which should be going on right now. Should if be. Uh, FIFA wasn't corrupt, you know, uh, yes. but they are. So we're we're have to wait another five months for that. Yay. But to tide us over. We're talking about a 26-man squad for the U.S. men's national team to bring to World Cup in Qatar 2022. Yeah, really, really exciting. Uh, for those of you who don't know, instead of a 23-man roster to 26-man roster, uh, FIFA decided to expand it for, I don't know, a variety of reasons. Fatigue, probably mostly because of uh, you know the fact that's going to be, like Jack said, played in the middle of the European season. So there's going to be tired legs. Maybe some injuries right in the early parts of the, the tournament. So in order to keep teams from imploding unfairly, 26 people, uh, an extra three people are coming. Uh, as well as, you know, potential risk for not just COVID, but any disease, flu uh, that could run through a squad. We've seen that happen with uh, the U.S. with a, the, the stomach flu kind of destroying them throughout uh, some of the World Cup qualifying windows. So a bunch of safe measures. So yeah, Jack and I made our own lists of who we think should be going to the World Cup, be going on that plane to Qatar. We might have some discrepancies. We might have some similarities. We will see. But Jack, if people want to hear more of our opinions on the U.S. men's national team or the French national team in your case or any international or club team that we'll be talking about in the next year, where can they find us? They can find us on Twitter at Final Third Show. Uh, and at our website, finalthirdshow.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very, very exciting. Obviously, we're talking about the U.S. men's national team, and they just finished up a window, a, a double window, actually. Kind of insane. Uh, they played two friendlies against World Cup opponents, uh, World Cup caliber opponents, I should say, uh, in preparation for uh, the Qatar 2022 World Cup. And that was against Morocco. A 3-0 win, uh, goals from Haji Wright, his uh, first ever international goal on his debut was a penalty given to him by Pulisic. They did that one trick where Pulisic walks up, acts like he's going to take it. All the Moroccan uh, players swarm him, and he gives it to Haji Wright. Uh, speaking of Christian Pulisic, he also had that nice assist to Aronson 
uh, from a Zimmerman long ball uh, that ended up being, yeah, the Aronson goal, and Wea scored a knuckle ball. It was a pretty close game despite the scoreline. Uh, Matt Turner had to make some great saves. Defense kind of let us down there, as it will be the case for, you know, uh, some of these upcoming games. Uh, but overall, in the defense, at least Zimmerman did well for when he played. Uh, speaking of defense, 0-0 draw against Uruguay, a very good South American team. It was against their B team, but we saw some really good performances from uh, goalkeeper Sean Johnson of New York City FC, as well as a, a bunch of other uh, players. Uh, and and I, I felt like, despite playing against the B team, also a good result. Uh, and after those two friendlies that got a lot of people excited because it's actually a good test we went into the CONCACAF Nations League which was admittedly not as good of a test the USA took on Granada in their group stage match and it ended up being uh FC Dallas 5 and Granada 0 oh I'm sorry oh sorry it's USA right 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 I, yeah yeah Ferreira of FC Dallas scored a hat-trick plus one four goals and Paul Areola also of FC Dallas scored another to make it five to zero probably could have and should have been a, a a bit more in terms of goals maybe a bit more of a complete performance from everybody uh could have been warranted we didn't score our first goal until the 43rd minute but all's well that ends well i don't think we were going to learn anything regardless just get some confidence in the players i suppose was the game plan uh and then we went to a uh, sunny, sunny El Salvador. I'm just kidding. It was rainy, and the pitch was Ugh, not just look, muddy. Looked not awful. Just muddy. Yeah, it, it, there, there's apparently shrapnel on it from a concert <sighs> that was held in concert God. the night before. And it was so bad that about 10, 15 minutes in, Christian Pulisic, you couldn't even tell that he was wearing a white jersey. It looked like it was brown from the beginning. But uh, thanks to... Uh, admittedly a pretty bad Horvath mistake Alexander Lorin of of El Salvador almost at Honduras wrong flag uh scored in the 35th minute and it wasn't until both Paul Ariola of the USA and Ronald Rodriguez of El Salvador got sent off that Jordan Morris off of a Luca Della Torre assist scored in the 90 plus first minute to cap off a very weirdly entertaining game to to you know get that point away point on the road in terrible conditions something that the usa is not necessarily known uh to do so yes that was the window jack any opinions on how the wind international window went uh obviously we're gonna talk about the players but just in general how do you feel about the usa team right now uh i think we did pretty good you know no no losses technically that is uh, factual yeah so there there is that Beating Morocco was good. Uh, drawing against Uruguay, even though, yes, admittedly, it was mostly a B team. Th for the last 30 minutes, it, it they subbed on enough players to make it pretty much look like their A team. Yeah, and, and Cavani uh, had that very, very close miss at like right. the 90 plus second minute that could have changed everything. Right. And I mean, we weren't playing with an entirely full strength lineup as well. Because right. we had Yedlin, Lon, and Scally, and Johnson in there. So yeah. seven out of, I mean, yes, yeah, seven out of the 11 players 
normally would start most games, you'd think. And, but and, yeah, and, and that's still without like Gio Reyna or Chris mm-hmm. Richards even in the squad to right. potentially sub in. So yeah, so th- so that's a good result. Granada, yeah, cool. Uh, it happened. It was good for Ferreira because he was on a little bit of a cold streak. At, uh, so right. yeah, exactly. Get, getting some of that form back was good for him. Uh, and then the the draw against El Salvador, good considering the conditions. Uh huh. That that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at too. Like, if anything, it shows us that the mentality is there. Mm-hmm. And for people that have followed our Twitter account, I, you know the how much I care about mentality because, especially in tournament games, especially in games like this, it is the deciding factor when quality goes out of the window because let's be honest usa even in el salvador even away in perfect conditions will probably win the game most times uh, now I'm, I'm actually forgetting if we if we won the away game in world cup qualifying i believe we drew against uh el salvador away in world cup qualifying but yeah we beat just them to check. we beat yes. them at home yeah uh, one to zero at home yes actually yeah yes. um but yeah drew Zero zero away. Yeah. Oh, so an improvement. We got one more goal on them. Wow. Yeah. And conceded one more. Yeah. But <laughs> true, true. Uh, but I, I think it goes to show that, you know, this USA team can go against adversity because, you know, they got a, a Paul really got a red card, probably undeservingly. Uh, they, they gave up a very easy goal. It was terrible conditions. Uh, El Salvador is definitely on the ground for a while trying to uh, waste some time in order to get the win but the usa still persevered and yes it, it was a very kind of fortunate goal I, I felt like most times out of 10 that goal wouldn't happen again uh because of the el salvador goalkeeper's positioning plus the relative luck to have a very well pinged ball from luca del Torre. he's a great player but in those conditions, that's not the type of ball you'd necessarily expect uh, with how terrible that pitch was. So, I don't know. I, I still took some positives out of that. Uh, Jack, th- th- there's been some controversy before we get into uh, our, our rosters about the World Cup preparation. We have obviously just talked about the Nations League uh, two weeks ago for our uh, Thursday deep dive. Go check that out. FinalThirdShow.com if you want to see that. Uh, but there's a lot of controversy on, you know, whether or not this CONCAT Nations League is kind of wasting our our time preparing for uh, the World Cup when we could be playing against other, you know, World Cup opponents uh, like, uh, I don't know, Ghana, who are also going or uh, South Korea or someone. So, Jack, how, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, the Nations League, it's a tournament that every team is participating in for CONCACAF. UEFA has the same kind of concept. Uh, I th- I think it's I think it's fine, and also it might not be necessarily good for World Cup preparation, but it's good to play away in Concacaf because right. because uh, I don't think we have to play in 2026 for World Cup qualifying. No, we don't. Uh, so the next time we would play for World Cup qualifying is 2029. So you want these younger players to have opportunities to play away in CONCACAF so they get used to that because I think that's a, that that cost us a little bit in World Cup qualifying this last time around because we had a bunch of inexperienced players who 
you know, they've played away in nice U.S. stadiums, but playing away in El Salvador is completely different. So I think it's good to have to get that sort of preparation. It's a different kind of preparation for a different type of game. At at the end of the day, I said this in the Nations League episode. I feel like a lot of people's gripes with the Nations League is not with the Nations League itself. I, I, I think in an off year or after the World Cup, let's say the World Cup was in the summer and this was in the fall, people would be a lot more down for it. So like you said, you get the away experience, but also you get to play Granada at home in a competitive match. Is that not the perfect time to cap tie just a bunch of young players uh, who need the experience, need to be integrated with the team? I, I think I think so. Uh, but it's just because the fact that it's in June, right? And we have literally two more chances against Saudi Arabia and Japan to prepare for the World Cup that it rubs people the wrong way. Also probably rubs them the wrong way that the, that El Salvadorian pitch was absolutely terrible and that just gave them a bad uh, taste in their mouth. But, you know, the past is the past and we're here now. After this window, we have looked at some of the players that might have seen their stocks go up, might have seen their stocks go down, and might have just played themselves out of a Qatar contention altogether. So, Jack, let us now, after we reviewed all of that, talk about our 26-man roster, starting, of course, with where we always start, goalkeepers. We're probably going to take the three goalkeepers that you're usually allowed, unless, Jack, you took four but no no i took took three i feel like that'd be a tactical misstep i'll be honest yeah i I took three all right so uh jack why don't you give me your three and then we'll talk about uh our starters later yeah well uh it was a little tough and i debated putting sean johnson on here because i thought he performed really well in the uruguay game and um from the looks of it will be the only U.S. goalkeeper that's been playing with the national team to actually be a starter. Yeah, for uh, now. It, for now. Uh, it, it's looking increasingly worse for Horvath as yes, time yes, goes on. Yes, yes, that is true. Uh, that is true. But for goalkeepers, I have Zach Steffen from Manchester City, uh-huh. Matt Turner, who now, uh, or in eight days yep, now, eight days. Uh, will be an Arsenal player, uh, and Ethan Horvath from Nottingham Forest, who... Uh, in maybe a week or two might not be a potential starter because Dean Henderson might be going to Manchester United. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Or I to not enforced from Manchester yeah. United. Yeah. I, I chose the exact same three. Oh, what a shock. Yeah. I, I was also, you know, actually, I, 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 I might go with, with Sean Johnson. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Sean Johnson okay. as, as my, my third goalkeeper. Over... Uh, over over Ethan Horvath. Spoiler okay. alert: my my top goalkeeper is going to be Turner or Stefan. That probably wasn't a, a shock to anyone. Uh, but yeah, Zach Stefan of Manchester City, Turner of Arsenal, and Sean Johnson. I I I will probably put over Horvath because we know that he's going to be starting. He's starting for a very good MLS team, NYCFC. I think on form is one of, if not the best MLS team right now, and he's you know getting a, a lot of uh real game time that Turner and Stefan will not be seeing uh 
so Jack, I'm guessing Horvath is going to be your third choice goalkeeper. Yeah, he he would be my third choice goalkeeper all for right. sure. So who he is was the your... one I debated changing out for Johnson. All right, all right, I respect that. Obviously, went the other way, but who in your mind is the top goalkeeper, and why would you choose that person over the other guy? Uh, top goalkeeper, I'm going with Matt Turner. Okay, and the reason why is I think. We've always been we've always heard like, oh, Zach Steffen is our number one because of his play. He He's good with the ball at his feet, but. I haven't been convinced by that, and his distribution hasn't been remarkable at all. Matt Turner is a good shot stopper, statistically the best shot stopper MLS has ever seen, actually, uh, which is amazing and good enough to to be a backup at a Premier League club. Uh Still still pretty good. And Zach Steffen, I feel I feel like he doesn't instill me with confidence whenever uh-huh. he plays. I, I I always get worried whenever he has the ball at his feet. Uh right. and it I, I'm just thinking about that that mistake in the Car- or no FA Cup game yeah, against, against Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. Oof. And uh that that mm, that's that's what I mean by it doesn't give me confidence when I see him with the ball at his feet. Yeah. feel like that's going to happen nine times out of ten, even though it doesn't happen that often. But uh, he's still very good, is still a very good goalkeeper, but I would pick Turner over him. Yeah, I also have Turner up top uh, as the first choice goalkeeper. Zach Steffen, I, I think the way that I could best describe it is. I, I don't think his decision making is very good at all times. And I, I think that howler against Liverpool in that three to two loss in the FA Cup semifinal uh, puts that into light. But also every time that he's played for the US, there's been like one or two moments where he cuts it too close, where if the opposing player was just a little bit faster, maybe he could have cut out a pass. Maybe he, he could have gotten an easy goal. Like something bad could have happened. And even though, yes, there's evidence to say that maybe maybe he meant to do that. Maybe he's uh, doing it just to uh, bait and switch trying to get the the opposing forward out of position you look at it and it's just it's just not a good track record for him and people could blame the fact that he's only played eight competitive games for manchester city last season or the fact that he's just not as good of a shot stopper as turner but i feel like especially after this camp where he had to miss during family reasons we saw how good the other two goalkeepers were that were in contention, and it kind of made clear that maybe Zach Steffen isn't the first choice because above all, it should be shot stopping comes first, right? The fancy footwork, you know, having your goalkeeper be the first line of attack is great, is good. But when you have someone who seems a little bit out of sorts and is not getting the strength in uh, goalkeeping that you need to actually keep the balls out, then what's the point, right? And the reason why I picked Matt Turner over Zach Steffen for sure, for sure, is because every time that he's put on the U.S. soccer jersey, I feel like he's been good. I can't really remember a time where Matt Turner was playing where I was like, he is undoubtedly worse than Zach Steffen, and we need to have Zach Steffen start. But there has been times when Stefan has played where I thought that I want to turn it to start. Uh, case in point, game against Costa Rica, I think, is 
yeah. is the is the perfect game to kind of show. Like Zach Steffen didn't necessarily have a terrible game, but there's also some uh, one of the goals that he conceded that you're like maybe maybe could have been dealt with better. Yeah. And and those kinds of things have happened a lot in Zach Steffen's career. Meanwhile, Matt Turner, you know, yeah, yes, it's MLS, but he's he's in consistently the top 20, top 10 percent for XG minus GA. So how many expected goals is he expected to save? You know, he's good at uh, commanding the box, stopping crosses, cutting passes out. And that is what you want for a goalkeeper. And let's be honest, we're going to be getting a lot of, uh, you know, shots against us when we play the likes of uh, England. Or if we move on to the the round of 16, maybe the Netherlands will have to play. A lot of shots are coming our way. I'd rather take a good shot stopper. Uh, but Jack, we'll also need to have a good defense. So starting with fullbacks, well, how, how many fullbacks did you take? Now that I have you're... four, but it's very uneven towards one side. Okay. I could probably guess what side it's going to be. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's the right side. Yeah, yeah, that and would be it, it. It definitely is a point of contention right now with U.S. soccer fans, what to do with that backup left back spot. So I, I, I took five to Qatar. I cheated okay. a little bit, not necessarily. Uh, but Jack, who is your, who are your uh, yeah. four fullbacks? And in a pinch, one of the center backs that I have can play at fullback, I guess. Yeah, right, right. But... Uh, so I've got the starting left back. There's no contention because this is the only left back I have on the roster. Uh, Anthony Robinson, uh, probably the player of the world cup qualifying campaign. If I'm being honest, uh, sir, uh, then right, right back, Serginio Dest. Yeah. For Barcelona, he, he's going to start. And then the backups that I've got are Reggie Cannon from Boa Vista and DeAndre Yedlin from Inter-Miami. Okay. I feel like that might get a little bit of heat because I know people aren't huge Yedlin fans necessarily, but I feel like in recent games, he's shown himself to be pretty... He, he's he's a good backup to have on your roster. I mean, like, the game against Mexico, he did his job defensively, kept a clean sheet. I, I think that he's he's okay to have as a backup and reggie cannon likewise has been all right when called upon as well okay all right i took those uh players plus one more uh, okay anthony robinson of course ha- ha- has had a great season with fulham and despite honestly not starting out great under the burhalter regime uh there have been a lot of times where people kind of blamed him for switching off, not being a uh, great defensively, buying forward too much. He and the defensive unit kind of figured it out. And like Jack said, he was one of our best players over the World Cup qualifying uh, campaign. So he obviously was really, really good. Uh, beyond that, Sergino Dest, he had to miss this camp because of uh, injury uh, during his Barcelona uh, time. But for an attacking fullback, he is everything that you could want for this U.S. soccer uh, team. He his passing is great. You know, he on the dribble, he can he can bomb forward. He's he's on uh, in the top percentiles for progressive carries, progressive passes. It's what you want out of an attacking fullback. Can work a bit more on his final ball, as has been said for 
actually both him and Anthony Robinson. Uh, he has good numbers for expected assists, but for someone who is in the final third a lot, that can definitely be improved. Uh, but still, really good uh, season with Barcelona. Definitely going to be uh, the two starters. We don't even have to debate that. Yedlin, Jack, I agree with you. And it, for me, it's not just his, his ability. It's also the fact experience. that... Experience, yeah. If John Brooks doesn't come, and it's increasingly likely that he won't, he will be the only player in our player pool that is likely to come that has played in a World Cup before. That's crazy. And I, I know people can say, like, why would we waste a spot on an experienced guy? Well, one, he's still, like, good, you yeah. know? He's still fine with Inter-Miami. He, he's still fine uh, for... The U.S. The U.S., yeah. I mean, he, he still can get it done defensively, uh, especially if he continues. But more so, it, this, it'll be 25 players that have never been to the World Cup before, and he's going to be like, yeah, so, you know, this is what we do, you know, this is kind of like how you should prepare. Because he's been there, and he's played a role in that 2014 World Cup. I took Reggie Cannon. It was a toss-up between him and Bello. But I like Cannon because he can play as a right center back. And so if it, our center backs are injured or something happens and one of them gets sent off and we just need him to slot in into uh, that spot, he gives us that option. Has not played great or too many minutes uh, for Bovista in the last uh, season. Probably needs a, a step up for him, but it's fine. Uh, I, I also took Joe Scally from okay. uh Borussia Mönchengladbach did slow down a little bit against uh Bundesliga opposition in the latter half of the season also did not have a great showing against uh Uruguay kind of got burnt uh, by their B team a little bit but he's still young I'm forgetting his age he's probably like 19 I think he's 19 or something yeah he he is 19 freshly 19 I do, however, think that he can and will develop a fair bit. And considering how weak we are on the left side, the fact that he can be on both sides of the pitch lends me to put a spot for him because of his flexibility and his his ceiling. He has a very large ceiling that, you know, six months from now, it could be it could be closer to realized. So. uh. But fullbacks that have probably missed the mark that won't be coming. Bello, DeJuan Jones, Kevin Paredes, Sam Vines, Shaq Moore, all of which have an outside chance given how poor our left back situation is. But I think Jack and I are in agreement. Fullbacks. Uh, I'm, I'm just here hear your uh, center back picks, Jack, because you said that one of them could slot to the right or left. So yeah. who, who will those be? Uh, so I think the starting two that I would have, it, it depends. Uh, so I, well, the first one, 100% starting Walker Zimmerman for Nashville. Yeah. I think he is our best center back and he, he plays a lot. He's a, he's a leader and his ability, as we saw, uh, in the game against El Salvador, lawn balls, helpful, very helpful to have. Yeah. Uh, so, or was it against Morocco? Either way, it, Morocco, he, yeah. it was against Morocco. Lawn balls are helpful. 
And it's it's good to have have that leader and center back uh, next to him. I, I think I think maybe I would have Chris Richards. Uh, yeah, Chris Richards is definitely going to be on the plane to Qatar. He's been great with Hoffenheim, really top in, in his position in the Bundesliga. I believe made it into the Bundesliga team of the season, uh, maybe according to Footmob or Sofa Score. But yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, hey, that that shows that his stats are pretty good at least. So, uh, and and he's good on the ball, which you know, next to Zimmerman, Zimmerman is all right on the ball. But if we want a ball playing center back, we need someone like Richards next to him. Uh, I also have I. Now here's where we might delve into the, into the fantasy territory a little bit. John Brooks would want to see him play. Not sure if it's going to happen, but if if uh, if uh, it's not happening, then I would probably give that spot to Joe Scally. I would guess. Uh, okay. That that's probably what I would do. But I I want John Brooks there, if if only for experience. Yeah. He, like I if he doesn't play. That's I mean, it's not fine, but it's it's still it's still OK, I guess, because well, he has do, experience. Do, do you think that he's coming if you if, I, you if you were a betting man? Probably not, because Burhalter seems to hate him. So uh, I I I guess I can see like sorting out the club situation. Sure. Uh, because uh-huh. the, because, uh, you know, I think he kind of did the same thing for Matthew Hoppy this this summer as well. But then again, Matthew Hoppy hasn't played like at all. But yeah, I I would like to see him in Qatar, but I, I'm not sure if he will. So yeah. but I, I put him on here because you said you said ideal of players who could theoretically play and he could theoretically play. He's not injured. So, yeah, uh, I have him. And then I have uh, Cameron Carter's Vickers, Carter Vickers, whatever. Yeah. CCV, uh, he he was pretty good in the games that we played. He was, you know, very influential for Celtic this past was season. Was the player of the season, actually. Exactly. So probably deserved to be on here. And then my player who I think we put him at, at right back uh, a few times during the past window, Eric Palmer Brown. Yeah. He he uh, he still needs to work a little bit on defense on defensive stuff, but honestly. If he's playing all right in a league that has Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi, I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with giving him a, a shout on on this. And it's not like he played badly either, like this past season. Right. Uh, he he played with Troy's, uh, and honestly was kind of part of the reason they stayed up because because they were close to going down. Uh, sure. So he he did do very well. Uh, to to help them stay up this season, and I I think I think uh, you know, deserve deserves to uh to have a chance to to play there. All right, all right. So how many center backs did you end up taking? That's five. That's five. five. Okay. But, you know, like like I said, if Bro- if Brooks wasn't coming, uh, then that would be a spot for Joe Scally. So it would go to five to okay. down to four. I. Of course, took Zimmerman and Richards. I think mm-hmm. those two pair up really nicely. Uh, Jack, you, you did mention, of course, uh, Brooks is theoretically able to come, uh, alluding to the fact that there is one center back that we did not talk about that theoretically 
and literally cannot come. Yeah. Because Miles Robinson, who plays for Atlanta United, tore his Achilles uh, in May last month, and therefore, unless some miracle happens and he heals it in the next two months, he's probably not going to be on that plane. Uh, which is Jack, unfortunate because is he, unfortunate. Would, he would be a starter for me. Yes. Yeah. If not most games, I, I think he, he and Richards would probably trade off. Zimmerman is undoubtedly our best center back. He, he's team. starting every game of the group stage for me. I, uh, Me too, especially because, you know, it's not like he's going to be moving around a lot because I don't think uh, his strength is necessarily carrying the ball forward. But I mean, rather, he did have, I remember watching one game, I can't remember which one, where he dribbled up halfway through the field. That's true. Uh, and then the, lost the ball immediately and sprinted yeah, back. And but. I, if, I'm gonna, if I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark, I'm guessing that wasn't a very good team that was uh, pressing us. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but I think his strengths, like, you know, He's very, very good in the air. On set pieces, he is going to be the target, which is going to be great. Uh, he's able to create a good amount of chances. I mean, we saw that long ball, but uh, that's something I want to see him do more of because I feel like none of our center backs right now that were in this window were very adventurous with their long balls. Uh, Aaron Long... Uh, tried some but it wasn't exactly the most successful and that's not exactly something in his toolbox zimmerman it is it is he he can create uh shot creating actions he can create chances from the back but it just is a matter of can he get that quality up and can he do that consistently which is not something we've seen yet but i believe so he could and defensively he's a beast like that's not something that we need to question we know that he's going to uh, get those aerial 1v1s almost every single time. Chris Richards is the kind of ball-playing center back that you want on your team. He played great for Hoffenheim, and he's the, the guy that will be making those dribbles hard, will be trying some more adventurous passes, uh, but still will do the job back home, will get those tackles, interceptions, uh, and clearances He's the, the guy that I really wish we could have gotten some more time with him and Zimmerman to build up a good partnership. Uh, but regardless, I see him starting most of our matches going into the World Cup. Maybe not all in case something happens or whatever, but he's definitely up there. CCV played very well for Celtic. He's going to be like my third choice center back, in my opinion. He looked a little bit shaky uh, in his games, like against uh, Uruguay and stuff. But at the same time, right, he's just now getting integrated into the team. I can cut him some slack. He's only 24. He's still got plenty of time to develop. And now that he's permanently at Celtic, which gives him the mentality to, you know, be comfortable playing for Celtic, I like where that form is going to go going into uh, the World Cup. Now, I only took four. Is it Aaron Lawn? Did he and make it? It was between a lot of different players. Now, all things considered, this would be John Brooks. Mm -hmm. This would be John Brooks because I think I, I like uh, CCV potentially being a backup to someone like Richards and Brooks and Zimmerman being backups to one another because I do not want to see Zimmerman and Brooks on the field at the same time. That, that's fair and very logical, yeah. I, I can just now imagine Harry Kane just running past them. It's terrible. It's a terrible nightmare. But 
I don't think that Brooks will be coming for a couple of reasons. One, I I honestly don't think he's like that amazing. I think in a perfect world, I'd like to see him here because I think he gives us more than what Long or Sands, Mackenzie, Miazga can give us, EPB even. But it's not something I'm going to lose sleep over. And it's something that I'll point to be like, that is the reason why we didn't make it out of the group. Or that's the reason why we didn't make the quarterfinals. It's because Brooks wasn't playing. And to me, I think that's the reason why I am okay with taking Aaron Long. Now, a month ago, literally a month ago, I was like, Aaron Long is a bum. He shouldn't even be playing in the game of soccer. I still think he's not great. I still think he's not great, but he's had good performances with the New York Red Bulls. And at this point, I really don't see another good alternative that's not kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for center backs. And despite that, I I think in a pinch, he'll do fine. I I still really like those top three center backs as our main choices. Not, 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 you know, the strongest positions. But when you look at the alternatives, Sands, uh, Tim Ream, maybe could have been a good leadership guy. EPB, I would be okay taking him as well. But still, Long is going to be playing. We know he's going to play fine. The only downside of his game, big downside, is that he seems very one-dimensional. Where he's pretty good defensively. He could probably uh, score some headers. He's done that before. But beyond that, he isn't the type of like Chris Richards player where he can like ping balls forward. He can actually create stuff. And sometimes that means he gets caught flat footed and not really in a very confident position. So I know that makes it sound like I don't want him there. (laughs) It does. It really does. (laughs) But I think I'd want him there more than our other choices and and if he ends up subbing in uh in 20 minutes ago or he's uh, someone gets injured and he has to play i'm not gonna be like oh i'm not even gonna watch because i know it's gonna be a loss i'll be like it's gonna be tough but he's good enough to be not the entire reason why we lose so not a lot of confidence i suppose <laughs> yeah i I'm going to tell you Aaron Lawn I did didn't cross my mind as a player I would I would take. Uh I feel like Eric Palmer Brown offers a little bit more than he does and How I don't so? know Aaron Lawn just doesn't give me confidence. He doesn't. Eric Palmer Brown I I like where what he's been doing in France. Uh and I, I don't know Aaron Lawn just hasn't convinced me in any in any of the games. Like the like defensively or uh I mean, like, he's just kind of there. He's kind of fine. Like, he's, like, you know, it's, he doesn't stand out, but he doesn't necessarily make mistakes either. Like, many flat out ones that cause you to lose games. Like, sure, there's things that he doesn't do quite right. Like, his, his distribution and passing isn't fantastic. Uh, it it feels like. Uh, but it, he, I don't I I don't know. It's just can't explain it. Boo. I, Aaron I, Long's I, the best. No, I'm 
You made you you've made half of of uh, U.S. men's national team Twitter angry with that one statement. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm fine with it. Okay. I I I don't know. I just think he he's he's fine. I I guess he would be fine, but he he's just kind of like I don't know. He he just feels like he'd be there and not really do yeah, it, much. He wouldn't be contributing necessarily to a win, it feels like. And, but, and I'd say, compared to the other center backs, that that's actually a pro for him. Because he's... Uh, yeah, you're right. He's not a game-changer. Like I think Chris Richards, John Brooks, CCV Zimmerman, I think they'd be game-changers. I, I, I really think. I, I think. I think it'd be a net benefit to have them on the field. Aaron Long is like true neutral to slight negative you're right you're right but from what i've seen like you're just going down the list tim ream is old uh james sands could potentially actually be here like like if he has a good season with rangers and he he starts actually like playing a lot of minutes he could be here if john brooks gets on Beralter's uh good side and 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 stops being a, a, a bad locker room person he he he'd be good but then Mackenzie, who has not really played well in, in Belgium, Miazga, who is probably going to go on loan to a random club again. Like outside of those center backs, there's not a lot of options beyond that. So EPB maybe, yeah, but it, it, we know what we 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 have with Aaron Long, which is kind of a kind of like again lackluster, but a guy. We have a guy. Yeah. And and barring injury, I I just don't think he'll play, right? Okay. We, we've okay. seen with the Gold Cup where it was pretty much Zimmerman and uh Robinson and then when Zimmerman was out, it was Robinson and I think Mackenzie Miaz. I'm I'm forgetting who who we linked up with in the center back, but it, it was pretty much the same throughout the entire tournament. And I think that's going to be the same with the World Cup. We're going to get our uh top choice guys and barring any injuries or extreme fatigue, it's going to be Zimmerman and Richards. So Aaron Long plus, you know, a, 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 some other backup center back, if you want to take five center backs, plus Cannon who can slot in. I think that's fine at the very least. All right. We, sp- we talked a little bit too much about center backs. Who cares about that? Let's talk about the six Jack. Okay. Which I'm gonna guess is pretty straightforward here. I took yeah. two sixes. I have three. I th- okay. I think. Yeah, I think three. I mean, ah, you you go first while I figure out what position the, uh, my third guy actually plays okay. in. <laughs> first as a six is obviously gonna be Tyler Adams. Did not play as much as we probably would have wanted uh, in RB Leipzig. Might be on the move to Leeds, so we'll see how that affects his prospects going into. Uh, World Cup in terms of his form but again he's a beast he's a true leader oftentimes as the captain for the U.S. men's national team he has to be the starter in that defensive midfield option uh, I would actually like to see him which is what we've seen uh, tactically with from Beralta this window which I think was a great move uh, no longer in a single pivot and instead in kind of a, a double pivot in a 4-3-3 4-2-3-1 in a transition uh, because I, I think that he he does very well defensively, uh, but I don't think he can solely be relied as like the only defensive uh, player 
in in the midfield. Nor do I think that's necessarily uh, one of his strengths. I, I still think that he can do a lot going forward. And I, I, I think when he's just covering the back line, that doesn't really lend itself to him moving forward or him linking up with the rest of the midfield. And I think him being like that only connection between the defense and the midfield just wasn't working. When you look at his stats, he's in the top 25% for progressive carries per 90 in the Bundesliga uh, pass completion rate of passes attempted as well as the top percentile for a lot of defensive measures. So I think him linking up with say Yunus Musa would be really good. But still, as a six, he's the best. Kellen Acosta, very good on set pieces, better than Christian Pulisic on corners. Definitely a, a talismanic player to have if we need to call him in like in the latter st- stages of the match. We know he can play the dark arts, you know, kind of distract opponents, which is very, very good. So for those reasons, I, I, I'm very pro Acosta, despite him. Playing in MLS, I think he's a good six. Jack, did you uh, did you figure out who you want to take? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have I have two sixes as well. It's the same two. It's Adams and Acosta. Uh, yeah. There, I have a player who's technically an eight, but can also play as a six. So all right, uh, I'll I'll save him for the eight discussion. But uh, yeah, I mean Acosta. If we ever play Mexico in a game, uh, definitely he starts uh, because yeah, sure. Every single time we play Mexico, he seems to have the game of his life. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I think that that would that that would be good to he's, he's good to have on there. And of course, Adams. Uh, yeah, our starting six in and should start as many matches as possible in the World Cup because he is great in the midfield. So, yeah, I, I don't have much else to add about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just thinking back to. Tyler Adams' performances in that 2-0 win against Mexico where he really controlled uh, that midfield in a way that we don't really see in a, a lot of other midfielders. Yes, uh, McKenney scored the, 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 ball, the goal in that game uh, to uh, put us ahead. But at the same time, I, it was Tyler Adams that, that really won us that game because when you're going against really good players like Hector Herrera, and Alvarez to be able to control that midfield to uh you know dispossess players really easily to intercept and most importantly recover those second balls I think that's a, a great asset that Tyler Adams has uh he, he's kind of that that midfield general in a way not necessarily like a destroyer type uh midfielder even though he <laughs> we saw an El Salvador when he just like body slammed uh, an El Salvador player into the mud that he can be like that enforcer. He's, he's also just really good in possession, which I think is going to be a major strength uh, for this midfield. Uh, but speaking of this midfield, Jack, we have the eights, uh, one of them probably more advanced than the other. How many did you take? Uh, I have four eights I- okay. in here. So. I have I have four eights as well. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, okay. But I, I have two wingers, and I bet you have those two wingers too. That could also be eights. So uh, a lot of flexibility here. I feel like I know who you're talking about, but I put them both as wingers, I'm guessing. I, I, I did two as well. Okay, okay. And also one of my eights can also play as a winger. 
So just a lot of like fluidity here. I'll be I don't honest. think I have that one. I don't think I have that one. Okay. But. All right. Well, well, Jack, <laughs> let, let me hear your four uh, midfielders and okay. who you'd have start. Uh, Weston McKenney definitely is going to be. Never a, heard of that guy. Who uh, is that man? I know. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, w- I wish he didn't play for Juventus because I hate Juventus, but uh, he's still very good and is their best midfielder right now. Uh, so yeah, he, he, he is going to start whenever he can, because he is good uh, at dribbling. He's good at passing. Uh, he's good at finishing even. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he's got all parts of his game. So yeah, he, he's playing for sure. Uh, also stands up for his teammates, which is definitely could be useful. Uh, yeah. and then I have Yunus Musa plays for Valencia. Very young. Uh, didn't have the best season with Valencia, like not no. like a breakout season or anything, but played quite a few games with them. And, you know, he he's played very well for the U.S. His dribbling and his acceleration with the ball is really good. Like there, there are some times where he just turns and just accelerates with the ball faster than and no one can catch him. It's cr- really right. incredible to see uh, just needs to work on maybe some finishing or or just, you know, pass it off to someone else who's better at finishing, I guess. Uh, I also have Luca Della Torre from Heracles. I, I, I think is it a possibility he might move because Heracles got relegated? Didn't they? Uh, it is actually confirmed that he will be on his way out. I think okay. he may even had like a clause in his contract saying that oh. he'll he'll move if they get relegated. Well, there you so, go. So, yeah, he will he will have a new club by the start of the season. Okay, well, uh, he's definitely going to be uh, play. He he's going to be on the World Cup roster because, I mean, hey, we we saw we saw him in uh, in St. Paul when it was negative ten yeah. and fifteen degrees, and and that Jack was the game where you switched your mind. I know, yeah, he he him. changed my mind. He he really controlled the game well and picked out passes. And his dribbling, uh, bro. Oh. Yeah, his dribbling is actually incredible. Uh, it's it's really good. Uh, kept me warm on that on that night. Yeah. You could say that. That's uh, and then the last one, which I feel like is the most controversial of them. But if if he if he either if he stays and performs well, or if he uh, or if he moves and starts performing well, uh, I have Gianluca Busio. Oh wow! Okay, because and why is that? Yeah, I think he's still really good. Like. He he's he hasn't played for the U.S. for a bit now. I can't remember the last time he played, but it's been a while. Yeah, he's also he's a younger guy. He's got some talent. He can control the game pretty well. And his set piece delivery isn't bad. Uh, He delivered quite a before Nani arrived. uh, He delivered quite a few set pieces for Venezia and they weren't bad set piece deliveries. He actually. uh uh, had the delivery on a set piece that ended in a goal right. that yeah, I remember that gave them a, a very valuable point early on in the season. But uh, unfortunately, they did get relegated. But I, I think that he still has a lot of talent. And, you know, we have Acosta who can perform those set pieces. But I think Busio could also be good to have uh, on the field or maybe not, maybe not on the field, but at least as an option to come off the bench, because I feel like he changes the sort of midfielder that you have instead of like, you know, McKenney is more attack minded than most of these other midfielders. Musa and Luca Della Torre are more central. And 
Brucio could if if we have like let's say we have like a lead against Iran or uh, against Wales and there's like 10 minutes 10 minutes maybe five minutes even left we need some more presence in the midfield maybe we're getting overrun there I think Brucio would be a good option to come on to kind of play a little bit further back but yet still be creative so Jack, any opinions on Malik Tillman, who just recently uh, associated with the U.S. Uh, and played in this window? Any opinions on him potentially being a dark horse for the number eight spot? Uh, maybe. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen enough of him play, really, to uh, hey, form an you opinion. you and literally everybody else, to yeah, be I fair. Yeah, I mean, he, he's played 25 minutes for the U.S. Like, And I'm guessing <laughs> you don't uh, fly to Bavaria to watch Barcelona or not Barcelona <laughs> Bayern Munich two games. Uh, no, not, not part, not really. I, I haven't built up the, the miles for that. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, Busio is not the player I ended up picking. That That's fair. I, I do have, of course, three of the same midfielders. <laughs> If if you're not taking these three midfielders, yeah. if any pundits out there or any social media people are out there, you can disregard whatever they're saying about anything. I don't care if they're a chef and they give you food advice. You can look them in your eyes and say, you're not taking Luca Del Torre to the World Cup. <laughs> that's I, that's I don't for care me. what you have to say. Exactly, exactly. No, because McKenny, you're right. He plays an advanced role, especially in this window. Coming off an injury, still is very good. Uh, I, I love his ball winning ability but i think more importantly for this team his late runs into the box his ability to like kind of prey on that outside of the box and make runs in we saw it against the games against mexico we've seen it uh with juve a lot of his goals come from uh seeing where the ball could end up or will where it will be and beating his man, beating uh, the, the midfield to an opportune ball. And so for those reasons, I think that he's the starter in an advanced role for, for most games. I, I think he is penciled in no matter what as a starter. I think he's written in, in pen. Yeah. <sighs> now, Musa and Luca Della Torre plus others, I think it's a little bit more of a toss up. Musa, I really like, especially with the double pivot. Him and Adams had great synergy with the friendlies uh, to start off the window. I really like him. Valencia, you know, sometimes plays him as a winger. I don't think that's where he's best at. Uh, when you look at uh, the statistics for the season, Musa stands out in the defensive front. But as we've seen from the U.S., some of his best abilities come from his you know, ability to play box to box, to progress the ball, to to kind of control the midfield in possession and make those dribbles, make those runs, open up space for uh, the wingers and McKenney to operate in. We don't see that in Valencia, unfortunately. Because they don't play him in the right position. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Honestly, he kind of looks Conte-esque at, at times, I think, Yeah. Uh, for the U.S. Yeah, I mean, he also just played like less way less minutes like 300 less minutes uh this season compared to last and yeah i mean it, it, he he should be starting more given his quality because every single time he plays with the us i feel like it's been good and i could say the same thing about luca del torre not just that game uh in minnesota that we got to see him well but every single game every single window 
he has played extremely well when he's been called upon. And I think after this window, especially with his silky smooth runs, even in El Salvador, it was it was like a tsunami was happening literally just in the stadium, like nowhere else, but just in the stadium, there's a tsunami. And he was just running with the ball. He was confident. He was calm and collected. And when you're playing against, you know, not not that El Salvador is a bad team, but against better opposition, that translates because it doesn't matter if it's in winter against uh, Honduras in Minnesota. It doesn't matter if it's on perfect pitch conditions against Costa Rica here at home. It doesn't matter if it's uh, away in away in El Salvador where it's absolute torrentially raining and everything is going awry. He still performed well. And if you follow that logic, he's going to perform well in Qatar too, where even if it's hot, even if it's against good opposition, he'll still be calm and collected. He needs to find a, a move to like a good Eredivisie side, like PSV or something, and get some high-quality, top-level minutes, because he's that, he's that guy. My fourth player... Okay, I'm, I'm curious. I thought about Busio, thought about Tillman. It's a toss-up. So I, I kind of copped out here. Okay. But for me, it's either Chris Roldan or Mihalovic. Mihalovic, tough draw to get injured before this. Maybe he gets some minutes. Uh, but it's literally whoever plays better. And you might be thinking, well, they they kind of play different positions. Like, like uh, Roldan is definitely half-space, like kind of attacking midfielder. Mihalovic might be able to plan the wing a little bit more uh maybe plays even more advanced than a rolled on rolled on maybe a little bit more uh centrally who knows who cares even but the way that i see this is that whoever these people are that gets selected for this fourth uh eight spot will not actually be seeing a lot of game time if i'm being honest right maybe at the the la- latter stages of the match Chris Roldan gets deployed in central midfield or on the right wing but since we're bringing 26 players i want my remaining three players to be flex players because these eight McKenny musa ldlt i think they play and then you also have aronson and Reyna, who I think could play in that kind of 10 advanced midfielder role that we currently have McKenney playing, and McKenney could be out, or Musa could be out. You know, a lot of flexibility in case there's injuries or fatigue. And then after that, I just want players who can play in multiple positions and who can play those positions well. Roldan can play the right wing half-space merchant uh, spot well, and he can play the central midfielder spot well. Mihalovic as well can play both if if need be and even though they are not mind-blowing they've had good seasons for uh seattle sounders and uh montreal montreal respectively thank you and so it's not like we're going to be wasting anything by having them in the eight spot considering that a they're not going to be uh at the top of the pecking order and b they're still contributing well at their clubs so just having that flexibility i think is important considering how fragile this roster can be in terms of injury. Yeah. So I, I respect the Mihailovic shout and I'll, I'll have, you know, I considered it. And the reason I, I went against it is because on a roster that's so inexperienced, having a player who has barely played 
with the first team uh, coming in for the World Cup, I feel like that's even more risky because yeah. that that's, you know, already a lot of just raw talent, not a lot of refinement on the roster. So, yeah, which that, is why <laughs> I, I, I would bet at least a hundred dollars that Berhalter takes rolled on to uh, Qatar. I, I wouldn't mind rolled on coming yeah. along because also if it's anything we've seen from this from this uh window i don't think roldan's going to be starting a lot of games no probably not i i think burhalter has his guys i think he i think he really likes way i think he really likes luca del torre musan mckinney and who wouldn't mm-hmm. and so roldan or mihalovic will be like that that swiss army knife where you know just like how roldan was played before sub him in in the last couple minutes have him run, have him like create some stuff, maybe draw a penalty like he can do. Boom. And don't worry about him being sad about not playing any minutes because that's just to be expected. All right. Speaking of minutes, let's talk about uh, some positions and some players that we will expect to play a lot of minutes. And that is the winger position, Jack. How many mm-hmm. wingers are you taking? I have to, five. Uh, five. I yeah. also have five. And I... I bet that we took the same five. Mm, maybe. I feel like the first four are definitely the same. Okay. At least. All and right. then the last one is a little bit, might be a little bit different. Okay. Well, if if your name on Zoom is anything to go off of, I could possibly guess your, your Fitzler, for everyone at home, which is literally everyone except me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack's Zoom username right now is Ariola the Effort Merchant. Yeah. So that's also that could also be in a negative light. Maybe it could be excluded him. It could be you. Jack, you tell me. All right. So uh, the first four, which I guarantee you have, if you don't have any of these, I'm going to leave the zoom uh, just so you know. Uh, So Wea, Tim Wea. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Brendan Aronson. Yeah. And Gio Reyna. Ooh, I actually had Michael Bradley right, there. Well. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I th- those four select themselves. Uh, and so they're like uh, Aronson and Pulisic are going to be trading off with each other and Reyna and yeah. Wei are going to be trading off with each other. So the last player is just a guy that you, you got to pick, basically. And um. I, I do have Paul Ariel. Yeah, okay. I've, I've well, got him. Yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> I, got to. I, I mean, I considered putting Jordan Morris, but nah. honestly, looking at the start of the season that Ariel has had with FC Dallas, he has a goal every other game. That That's impressive numbers, considering with DC United, he had four goals in the entire season, I believe. Uh, yeah. That's a big improvement. He's almost doubled that in less than half the games. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong on those numbers, but I remember it being pretty low. I'll, I'll just trust you. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Morris, he's done all right when he plays with the U.S. He has some experience playing with the U.S., but so does Ariola. I, I almost... I almost picked Morris as well based off of that goal against El Salvador because it shows that kind of like mentality and the hunger to score that kind of stuff. But then I remembered all the other times we've seen him play like in St. Paul, where I guess you could blame that on the cold a little bit, but didn't did not look very sharp 
necessarily. Right. Uh, and so I think Paul Ariel, if nothing else, will give 110%. And that's maybe that's what you need from a fifth guy who might come on the bench off the bench every once in a while in the World Cup. I agree, Jack. I have actually the exact same five as All right. you. Uh, Christian Pulisic, I'm literally not going to say anything yeah, about him. You don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he gets more playing time, but if he stays at the same level he is right now, that would still mean that he's a guaranteed starter. We'll play as mm-hmm. many minutes as he's able to. Uh, Aronson, who you said, yeah, we'll be trading off with him. He's going to Leeds which I think will be a, a, a step up from RB Salzburg. He has such a great motor on him, which I think is a really good. If you're going against a, you know, tired legs in the latter stages of the match and B also good. If you just want him to play centrally, which he did in this window and did very well, he scored a goal against Morocco and he was able to play very well in that advanced role. So if that means that he switches out with McKenney or, uh, Luke Del Torre, whoever is going to be in that bona fide 10 spot, advanced 8 spot, then that's fine too. So I, I really like the tactical flexibility he gives us uh, to be a, a true attacking midfielder if we need be. Wea, I mean, he was really hot. I think he's like scored like two goals uh, in two games to end off the, the Liga season after having a, l- a little bit of a, a, a tough season with yeah. uh with Lille but his runs behind he's a very vertical player like uh north south but also can just finish chances really well if he gets a run behind uh we saw that against Morocco we've seen that uh uh before for the U.S. men's national team and for those reasons I think that he is definitely going to be sharing some minutes with Reyna whether that's starting or whether that's coming off in a sub I wouldn't be surprised if he First, like some tactical reasons, like he's he the, the left back that we're facing is a slow left back, not can get cut into too easily. Maybe we start Wea over Reyna and we shift Reyna somewhere else. But overall, I like him. Ariola, good pressing, uh, good passing, has a, a good chemistry with potentially our starting striker. Uh, and so him being a guy there as the fifth choice winger as well as potentially fifth or sixth depending on if we take Roldan or Mihaljevic we want to put them in I think he's fine I think he's a good a locker room guy I I have been the hugest Morris fan but I can even say that I have not been impressed with his form necessarily for Seattle nor U.S. soccer in in terms of how much I think he could elevate this team. So, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll leave it at that because uh, Reyna, I'd like to say, goes without saying. But, Jack, would you have Reyna start on the right or Wea start on the right? I think, like you said, it depends on the type of game. If it's going to be a game where there's not going to be a m- bunch of space on the on that uh, left flank, like, I'm, I'm thinking more against, like, Wales. Uh, Wales plays with a back three and then five in midfield. There's not going to be a ton of space to run into, so Wea might not fit as well there. I would like Reyna in that position because he has good close control, good dribbling. 
Uh-huh. And I think he would fit better in that sort of game than, you know, Wea. Like, Wea against England, I think, would be good. I, I think, he, I think mm. Wea, Wea starts at right wing against England. And against then you England. move... Yeah, and then you move Reyna into a central position. Okay, okay. That that's 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 what I mean. Like uh, I yeah, I I think Reyna, you find a space for him to play, regardless yeah, of the absolutely. game. Absolutely. But in terms of starting on the right wing, uh, it cha- it it changes because England, they have fullbacks who are going to bomb forward. Uh, you know, if, if Chilwell is going to be on the left on the left flank, which I'm hopeful he will because I like Chilwell regardless. Uh, and you've got Maguire in center back. Uh, Way is your guy if you want that vertical motion. Uh-huh. Uh, but against Wales, who are going to have, like, like I said, like probably four people like guarding that right side. <laughs> you're you're right. probably going to want someone with closer control on the wing. So okay. that's where that's where I would play Reina in that situation. All right. Well, I. I, I I don't disagree. I, I think I, I I trouble thinking that England will be exploitable enough to have Wea be out and out like the starter, especially because I I still think they'll be like defensively sound because that has mm. been England's that has been England's mo <laughs> uh, barring r- recent form, right? So if if Reina can unlock like if we need like creativity because this way i'll be honest is not the most creative player right he's not going to be creating the chances necessarily he could be finishing them he could be uh driving in and, and creating space but he's not going to be like the 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 xgxa guy the same way that Gio Reyna is literally like in the top one percent for midfielders for like expected assists expected goals like i'm so sad that we were we were uh that, that a Holland and Reyna last season was taken away from us. Unless Reyna moves to Manchester City, which I'd kind of like. Not as no. a, a Premier League fan, but as a U.S. Men's National Team fan. And I was going to say that and his, then, yeah, then City right. wraps up the league every year. So Yeah, yeah, literally. that It would be, be over for us. But Gio Reyna is such a complete player and such a creative player that I, I, think, I think he starts most games. Way a... I, I really like as a super sub, but I agree. If it came to it, you're you're Jack. You're absolutely right. I think Gio Reyna, there needs to be space for him somewhere mm-hmm. because I can't believe that you know he's gone for a couple of windows, and suddenly people forget he, that he's literally, in my opinion, the player at the highest ceiling in our entire team, as it is right now. My concern is injury. But if we're doing an ideal starting 11, ideal 26-man roster, I'm assuming that we wouldn't start him if it, there's an injury risk. So Giorana is there. And yeah, I also thought about Conrad. I know mm. there are a lot of people on the U.S. Men's National Team Twitter sphere that still believe in Conrad. No, I, I've, I'm, I've, I'm kind of past that hype train. I'm not going to lie. 2026 is a great year and it might be a great year for conrad but 2022 is a year of rest relaxation for a certain month called november for conrad i'm sorry to say uh let's move on to the nine because there's like eight players that are probably in contention right now based on not how good they are 
but how how the same level all the players are <laughs> so jack how many strikers did you take if i'm doing the math correctly i'm guessing you took three three yes yep. uh, i took three as well so go yeah. ahead uh i'm gonna i'm gonna start by saying the one who i think should start and that's jesus ferreira i don't care with Ooh. all i don't okay, care okay. with all this stuff where people are like Oh, but he only scores against lower level teams and lower rank teams. Fine, he's still scoring and he scores more often than uh, than any of our other players. Uh, and you can only beat what's in front of you. I, I like his movement and I like uh, how I mean, he's he's been having a great season in MLS. Like he, he's been popping off there. I mean, he is the top scorer so far and he's what 20 wait Wait. yeah he's the top scorer in mls right now how many goals nine goals okay pop off jesus ferreira i mean he's he's doing pretty well and dallas are doing pretty well considering like last season right i mean yeah they're they're, they actually have like fans in their stadium now it's i know it's great yeah i mean jesus Ferreira. he he and it's not just the goals he's all he also provides too he has nine goals and four assists in 15 matches that yeah he he's also only 21 he is he is very talented and his movement that that he can the movement that he has in and around the box i think that's very useful he he can make some late arriving runs he can run into some space uh he can he can shoot from outside the box as well like i mean we we've seen some of the goals that he's scored there there's been some good ones i mean he is a very talented player and i feel like it's kind of undoubtable to say like there, there's another player that's more on form than he is uh yeah. for for u.s u.s men's national team striker pool he is the most on form player uh i guess there's a case for someone else but i'm also thinking this will be right at the end of the mls season too which right. i think is kind of perfect because he'll be in like theoretically good form uh, yeah, because he be wins their uh, their first ever MLS Cup. I honestly, I wouldn't put it past Dallas at this point. They're they they've they've been very good, uh, but they've won yeah, before. The, oh, Sorry, never mind. I forget. I I I you have to remember. I, I, so. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yes, Jesus <laughs> Ferreira will be on good form. Jesus Ferreira, good form, and not necessarily like getting uh you know maybe getting into a new team as might be some of the cases for, for some players or uh, getting into a new league. Uh, so uh, I, I feel like, I feel like he would be my starter for, for this. Uh, I also have, and this, this, this one, this one's a bit controversial. Maybe uh, I have P Fox still. I still believe in him. I still believe I just face haunt so hard. Everybody. I know I, I, I picked up on the microphone, I think. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I believe in him. I, I feel like he, he no. was very good in the champions league. He's no. been good in the Swiss league. He, he is. I believe, I believe that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to say, oh, I believe, and I'm going to, I'm going to, this fool, I'm Ted lassoing you into, into believing it. Uh, Not believing you know. anything, oh, man. That's unfortunate because he, he Not so, he's, he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the last one, this is like a toss up between two players. Yeah, probably. And I have Pepe slash Sergeant uh-huh. and it just says 
depends on who does better with a with a shrugging emoji. Yeah, uh, that that's kind of because Pepe did not have a good start at Augsburg. Uh, I think he got one assist in all of the games he played. Um, yes, one assist, zero goals. Yeah, and Sar- Sargent did have much of a better time in the Premier League with Norwich. But then again, it's Norwich, so kind of expected. Uh, so that I don't know if 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 Sargent tears it up in the Championship and Pepe is still falling flat in Augsburg. Sure, take Sargent. Uh, if Sargent is struggling to find game time at Norwich or just playing badly for Norwich in the Championship. And Pepe has like, you know, found some form is scoring some goals, then take Pepe. But uh, I feel I feel like they're kind of they're kind of similar level for me right now, except I think I think they both have a lot of raw talent. Yeah, but I don't know. They're 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 both not. There's not a ton of strikers that pop out for me, really, besides Ferreira. Ferreira is the one that pops out. Jesus Ferreira, I think, is a lock, and for good reason. Yes, his finishing can use some work, but weirdly enough, I'm less worried about finishing than I am just being in those positions to shoot, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you could you could teach anyone how to shoot. I, let me take that back, because that's factually incorrect. You can give a striker enough confidence, you can give them enough reps to improve in their finishing, but that off-the-ball movement, that ability to find space and find uh, positions where they can get goals is something that takes a lot longer to teach, and Jesus Ferreira does have that. I, I love his hair, I, I love his chance-making, I, I love... I love his ability to link up with uh, the midfield. I think that's all great, and I think for sure that he is going to be on that plane. Whether he's a starter or not, I don't know, but unless three other strikers can surpass him, he is going to be in Qatar training with them. And if nothing else, I think he will be a good false nine-esque player uh, to bring in if you want a tactical change-up. But I think he's very good. I also did have Josh Sargent as my number two. Josh Sargent, uh, you look at his stats and you really, he really just does not have a lot to show for anything that's not defensive contributions. Because mm-hmm. he moved from Werder Bremen, uh, who got relegated and kind of, kind of, kind of stunk, kind of sucked, and so he had to defend from the front. He moved to Norwich City, where they also got relegated. They also stunk, and so he also had to defend from the front. So we don't really know where his like true finishing is, because in the U.S. he also has not scored a lot of goals for us. And so, at the very least, he is very good at uh, defending and, and being that guy who can stop counterattacks from the from the top. Uh, but I I hope he stays with Norwich City. And I hope he tears up in the championship, which might be at his point of this career, where he's still only 21, might be really good. I highly doubt that he won't score more goals than he did last year, considering he only scored two for Norwich City in one game. It was a crazy, crazy day. But overall, I still believe in Josh Sargent to get some of the momentum going into uh, the World Cup. I also have Ricardo Pepe, uh, FC Augsburg, stayed up. 
he did not have a great start. A lot of that I could, you know, just point towards the fact that it's a new team and he still needs to get adjusted to the Bundesliga, which is a step up. He is uh, the youngest of these uh, players. He's still only 18 years old. Didn't get a goal. Uh, according to according to, to FootMob, didn't get any assists, but I think... I, the, the one that we're talking about was a hockey assist or it was an assist that might have bounced off. Another play. Regardless, he played only OK, getting only 477 minutes for Augsburg. But we know who he is. We've seen that he can score for the U.S. It just was the first half of 2022 was not great for him. But in 2021, FC Dallas, he scored 13 goals, the most for an American teenager in MLS history. We know what he can do. It's just, can he get in those positions? Can he get that off the ball movement back where it was? And can he finish the chances that he's given? I think now that he has a full offseason with Germany, he he took he wasn't in this window. He took it off uh, to rest to, you know, after a long, hard season. I think he'll be great. And therefore, I put, picked him. Now, there's some other strikers here. Jack Peefock is someone you mentioned. Top top striker in the Swiss League mm-hmm. could play his way into contention, especially if he gets a, a move somewhere else. But he has not played well in a single U.S. men's national team game. And I can say that with confidence. There's not been a single U.S. game in the past two years where he's been in contention, where I have seen him play and be like, wow, he is a top three number nine for the U.S. right now. Not a single game. In fact, there's ones where I was like, <laughs> for some reason, he's getting worse and worse every time I watch him. Now, there's other players that are in contention other than PFOC, who I'd be a lot more comfortable with. And one of them literally plays in MLS for FC Cincinnati, Brandon Vasquez. Uh, he's had a kind of a purple patch, maybe not won't last forever. Uh, but literally, I take him. I take Daryl DK if he comes back from uh, okay. injury for uh, West Brom and plays well. Haji Wright Jack is the one I want to ask you before we wrap things up. He he got bad mouthed by Burhalter saying that uh he was dis- he was kind of disappointed by uh his inability to make a, an impression. Do you think Haji Wright has a chance to crack the top 3? Maybe. Uh I mean, yes, he scored on his debut. It was a penalty and it wasn't a great penalty. <laughs> it was not. It was very close to being saved. Uh, they all count the same, though. They do all count the same. And yes, he did well in the Turkish league. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't have a ton of like I, I don't really feel like he's the answer or better than like Sergeant Peppy Peefock. I'm going to keep throwing him in there because he. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, and for Jack, the thumbs down right now. I, I, I won't stand for the PFL Kate. I like him I too much. He I feel like he's going to be good eventually. He'll he, watch. He'll get called up for the World Cup and score against England. A last minute winner. And you use the zoom emoji thumbs down. Wow. Okay. Yes, it's not happening. But if it did, hey, if it if did, it did, if it did, he is sealed in legend in in legends. If any players that we have bad mouth, Ariola, Roldan, if Peefock, if, if Aaron Lawn scores if, a last minute header against England, 
to win us the game. I'll buy a long jersey. I then and there. Yeah, I I I might if if U.S. Soccer would sell personalizable jerseys. Now that the CBA is signed, they will. will. Okay. Yeah, I mean it, it. It you know. I I I I actually I think DK though if he comes back and does like really good then here's the issue there's too many players that are all kind of like yeah they're all right maybe they'll be good in the championship or maybe they'll be good at, uh this season but it's not like there's which any is, which is fine yeah in my opinion there's not any besides Ferreira that stand out like they're really good right now like we can see we can see the products happening right like that so i i think you could kind of take like it's kind of like a like i don't know four pick two from dk pfock peppy and uh sergeant sergeants like you pick two of two of those four uh and you're probably gonna get the same thing along with ferrero i it depends it there's there's a lot to to say on it but Form wise, I, yeah. it could be anyone, but skill wise, I I still think Sergeant and Pepe are our most skilled strikers. Okay. Outside of Ferreira, but even then, like if they get on good form, but like if Haji writes and and Sergeant and Pepe score the same amount of goals, I'll probably still go for Sergeant and Pepe. I think I think that's fair. If also I'll I'll say. If PFOC has like a terrible start to the season and he like won't. he probably won't. But if if he does, then I'll, I'll reconsider. But I, I like him too much. I'm sorry. He's he's a player that I will defend, even though he scored. He scored and took my favorite one of my favorite teams out of the Champions League. And yet I'm still rooting for him. That that's how much that's how much I like him as a player. OK. Hey, and, and you know what? Good for you. Good for you, Jack, for sticking with your man. There's been players that I have liked on this U.S. team where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe he's not up for it. I still have an LA Galaxy Sebastian Legette jersey that I wear because A, it's funny, and B, (laughs) you know. You genuinely liked him as a player for the U.S. team. I I still genuinely think he's like pretty okay. Not enough to be on the U.S. team. That's why I dropped him. I, I, there's been plenty of, of play. Jordan Morris is one that came up literally today. But regardless, that is our 26 man roster. I'm sure we'll revisit this in the the panicked frenzy that will be the week before the World Cup. We play Wales first, and then England, and then Iran in the group stage match, and potentially either what is it, the Netherlands or Germany? One of those two. That's our choices. Oh no! <laughs> Maybe potentially. I, I think I think the Netherlands definitely is one of the choices uh, for a round of sixteen, which will be great. See, I'm I'm hoping I'm we're hoping, gonna make like, Virgil Van Dyke look like a fool. That's yeah. Josh Sargent is gonna score a hat trick against yeah. him. Yeah. No, I'm hoping for like Yunus Musa to score against the country that he was born in, right? And then I want Sergio Dest to score against the country that he was born in, the <laughs> Netherlands. That's what just, I want. Just a just a bunch of revenge stories, like yeah. a bunch of. Bunch of little stories. Yeah. And then I don't know. I don't know when we play Mexico, but Ricardo Pepe scores against Mexico. Yes. Book it. Book it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Jack, after that episode, 
people will probably want to hear more of our opinions or maybe they don't and maybe they want to block us on whatever social media uh, site that we're on so jack where could they potentially do that uh they can find that on twitter uh at final third show uh post a lot about this sort of stuff on there uh you can see our reaction to adrian heath maybe getting a two to three year contract <sighs> Dude, extension don't get me started on that don't get me started this well if you want to see a reaction to that or uh you can check it out on twitter you can probably guess but hey you might as well check it out anyway yes. and you can check out our website final third show for a one-stop shop for all things final third yes we'll see you guys this monday for a news and predictions episode if i'm being honest probably going to be very very transfer heavy plus a, a little bit of uh updates on some stories that we have talked about and we'll see you guys next thursday for uh mm, i don't know uh, uh legitimately i have no idea what next yeah. thursday's episode is gonna be it's we'll, we'll spin a wheel a famous final third wheel and yeah. figure it out <laughs> that, that, that might be the move honestly uh we're kind of in the dead period of summer before the league start and preseason starts and when the international window ended so eh, we'll see we'll see Anyways, uh, we'll see you guys there. Same time, same place. Tell your friend about the show. I'm sure he'd love to hear what I have to say about Aaron Long. And tell your dad about the show. I'm sure he would love to hear Jack defend PFOC until he meets his doom. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys there. See ya. Bye for now. <laughs>